Hello, hello, welcome back. I am so glad that you're here. And I am pumped to talk to you about today's topic. I totally geek out over this and I am weirdly passionate about it. So just get ready. We are rocking and rolling. Today we're going to talk about what I like to call and have come to kind of coin as your four pillars of protection. And don't worry, we are going to walk through each one of them. I'm going to explain to you their importance and we're really just going to get into it. I'm so excited. Okay, four pillars of protection. These, the thing that all of these have in common is that they serve to protect you in some fashion, obviously, hence the name. We got it, Sam. Okay, cool. Glad we're on the same page. So they serve to protect you in some shape or form. Also, what's very funny is that three of these are things that you should have if you ever win the lottery. So really, we're just covering all the bases. And if you do hit like the Powerball or something, this is for you. All right. We're just we're manifesting the fuck out of hitting the Powerball. That's what we're doing here today. Okay, but really. The first pillar of protection is an accountant. I know, I know, super anticlimactic, but we're going to talk about this one first because it's probably the one you're most comfortable with, most familiar with. You might already even have one, but I wanted to go through some stuff that you need to be thinking about if you don't have an accountant or kind of auditing the one that you have, which... (laughs) It's a great accountant joke. We're auditing our accountant. I love it. The things that you need to be looking for in an accountant. Obviously, that they're a CPA. Okay, let's just like cross that off the board and make sure we're all on the same page. An accountant is somebody (laughs) who is certified in public accounting. Okay, that's literally what it's called. But beyond that, everybody's accounting needs are going to be unique. So if you're an individual, they're going to be different than if you're an individual who also owns a business or however you cl- you're claiming your taxes. So maybe you're filing as an escort. Maybe you make your income as a 1099 independent contractor. You're, maybe you're strictly W-2. All of those things kind of come into play, but as long as you have an accountant in general, they're going to be able to handle that kind of stuff and walk you through the right processes. But what I personally love is a CPA is kind of a dime a dozen, which, and I don't, I don't mean that in a shitty way. There's no shade. Um, you just have a million options when it comes to an accountant. The stuff that I like to look for is somebody who's not just going to file my taxes for me, but is also going to help me with strategy. That's that's the key for me is the strategy piece and finding somebody who is proactively participating in strategy. That's a little bit harder to find. And and that's not to say that it's impossible. It's definitely possible. It just takes a little bit of hunting sometimes. Sometimes they just fall into your lap or, you know, somebody who has an accountant that hit checks all the boxes and you're like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. I know you cover the whole gamut. That being said, so some things that you need to consider when you're looking for an accountant or auditing the accountant that you have currently. What is their position on strategy? Do they typically just 
do filings and that's all you can really expect from them? Are they actively going to participate in strategy? And to what extent? Are they really going to take a deep dive and give you a lot of creative ways that you can reduce your tax burden? Or are they just going to give you kind of the basics that you could probably find out yourself from a quick Google? How much in contact do you want to be with your accountant? I've had experiences with accountants who I don't hear from all year long until they need copies of statements for some reason and until my tax return is about done, they have a couple questions for me and then they send me a bill. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Don't love that. But for some people, that might be exactly what you want. You're like, please don't fucking bug me during the year. Call me when you have specific tax-related questions. <laughs> and otherwise, like, I don't need an update on the work that you're doing behind the scenes. Leave me out of it. Especially as a business owner. You need to really have that understood about what your expectations are and what kind of relationship you need. Another thing to consider is, are you somebody who is drawn towards a larger firm, a place that's going to have a bajillion resources available to you. They have people at a bunch of different pay grades who can help you with whatever aspects of your business or your personal tax return that you need. Or do you like a more personalized boutique firm setting? Do you want somebody who is going to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level and have an ongoing relationship with you. Which, to that point, I will say, I am naturally drawn to the idea of a more boutique environment. I want the personalized experience. I want you to know who I am and about my life. Um, because I think it, it helps with the strategy. They get to know like what you would likely be inclined to do already. And then can do some deeper searches on, okay, now how can we find something tax-related to help them. Okay, but that being said, I personally use a very large firm, which is like, I get it, totally <laughs> contradicting to what I just said four seconds ago. But here's why. They have the power, they just simply have the manpower that a boutique firm cannot match. And that's something that I find a lot of peace in. I know they're going to get my shit done. I know that they're going to handle it in the most efficient manner. And while maybe not everybody who touches my tax return or who does tax-related things throughout the year or processes payroll, maybe they don't know who the fuck I am. But at the end of the day, I don't care if they know. I care if my primary accountant knows who I am, knows my situation. That's what I care about. So really, I'm kind of looking for the middle-of-the-road happy medium. But you got to figure out what fits you best. And will the accountant be able to grow with you? Do you have expectations for what your tax bills and your filings are going to look like five years from now? Because that's very helpful to be, to have one eye kind of looking further down the road. Because the last thing you want is to really get in deep with an accountant develop this amazing relationship and then later they can't meet your needs anymore and you're like great now I have to start completely over where if you consider that from the beginning you're in a much better position because even if you do end up outgrowing an accountant you knew that that was going to happen one day and you've prepared accordingly 
Or you pick an accountant that can grow with you and your relationship gets to just build and build and build and the history gets to last and have more of an impact. So just things to consider. (laughs) As somebody who knows a lot of people who have yet to hire an accountant and who are doing like the H&R block route or some kind of do-it-yourself filing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, And it definitely suits certain stages and and, um, places where people are at in their life. And obviously, it's a very cost-effective way to do it. The only problem is you're not going to get any of those extras. You're not going to get somebody on the other end who can create strategy with you, who can talk you through the way you're currently filing your taxes and the way you're currently doing your expenditures and that sort of thing. So you're very much on your own, even though those services have evolved in a lot of ways and they there's a lot of resources out there. There is just a time and a place for that method of filing your taxes and a time and a place for when it, it's time to move on. So just be cognizant of that if you are currently using a service like that. Don't let yourself hit tax time and be like, oh shit, there is so much going on here (laughs) that I really should just have a relationship with an accountant who can do this for me and I can have the confidence and sleep peacefully at night knowing that it's being done correctly. Because you know, (laughs) the IRS really is not a dog you want to play with. And they don't have a sense of humor. Uncle Sam doesn't find your mishaps funny. So it's very important to do your things right from the jump. The last thing I'm going to say about this is you especially need to be looking for an accountant if you have some kind of special circumstance. That being anything that has tax implications. So if you are gifted a bunch of money or inherit something or you're buying and selling property or you own a business. These are all reasons to seek out an accounting firm. If you do not have one and you're not sure where to start, my first recommendation would be Google. Google, Google, Google. Look at reviews. Get an idea. Go to their website. Get an idea of their firm. You should have already considered the questions that we just talked about. And so you kind of know what you're looking for. You're like, go to their website. Ah, this looks huge. They have, you know, this many employees and multiple locations and blah, blah, blah. I'm not interested in that. Or you go to another one that has great reviews and you're like, oh, they have two accountants and they each have an assistant. That's not going to work for me. That's not what I'm looking for. So Google is a great place to start if you really don't have any direction. Another thing that I would recommend is asking around. You don't need details about people's, anything about their relationship with their accountant other than do they like their accountant and would they recommend them and why. That's all you need to know. And I I would broach it as, hey, I wanted to ask you about this, but, you know, if you don't feel comfortable talking about this, that's perfectly fine. I just wondered if you have an accountant that you like and would recommend because I'm currently in the market for one. And most people are not going to give two shits about that conversation. But I do think when you're asking people about anything financially related, you should be doing it with respect and 
giving them the opportunity to not have that conversation with you if they don't want to, because they sure as fuck don't have to. Okay, moving on. This is the one that if I had to guess, most listeners probably don't have. An attorney. Now, before you have any resistance to that, let me expand. There will likely be a time in your life where you don't have an attorney because you don't need one. And that's perfectly fine. Obviously, why would you have any kind of professional if you don't need their service? However, again, if you have any type of special circumstances, I am a firm believer in hiring a professional and an expert in the field. I would much rather do things right from the beginning and pay for that guidance than risk fucking it up, being penalized for having done it incorrectly, and then having to go back and pay someone anyways to fix the problem. There's a few things to consider that an attorney can help you with. A will. And I know that sounds pretty excessive and you're like, Sis, I'm 24 years old. The fuck do I need a will for? You know, agreed. You probably don't have that many things um, where it wouldn't be very messy if something were to happen to you. However, I no longer subscribe to the concept of it'll never happen to me because you just don't know. And that's that's the fact of it. We just don't know what's going to happen. So if there's any part of you that's like, I really need some clarity and I, I want to make sure that my loved ones know exactly what I want done with X, Y, Z or anything like that, that's where an attorney can come in. It's not 100% necessary before you have very many things that will be left behind, very many possessions. But if you are in a place where there's cash or property or vehicles that need to be dealt with, if something were to happen to you, it's just so much better for everyone else involved to know exactly what you wanted and to have the clarity and honestly lack of burden because now they can just execute their your will and there's no questions. And anybody who wants to debate it can fuck right off because it's written. And to that point, if you do have a will currently or are going to put one together soon, or later on down the road when you do have a will, update that shit, okay? (laughs) You would not believe how much crazy stuff happens because people let a decade go by and their will is no longer up to date, their life has changed dramatically, but their paper has not. And that's just super fucking unfortunate and all it requires is like, Once every year or two years, just think about it. Think, has anything in my life changed that should probably be changed in that document? If not, then okay, leave it alone. But maybe just, you know, thumb through it every year or two and make sure that everything's okay. Same thing goes with beneficiaries on anything that, any money, stocks, that sort of thing. Okay, we're rolling right through our three A's. I can remember being a kid and my mom, she always liked um, getting, honestly, I don't even really know, gambling, but like at a convenience store, lottery tickets. That's, thank you. Okay. 
Thank you, brain. That's what I was looking for. She always thought lottery tickets were fun and she'd like let me do the scratch ones and that sort of thing. I was like, once in a blue moon, she'd surprise me with one and we'd play them. Well, I can remember um, multiple times throughout my life where she would talk about like, what, what if we won the lottery? Like, what would you do with the money? And like, we'd talk about each of our own ideas and that sort of thing. Um, but I can remember her telling me, if you win the lottery, do not tell a soul. No one. Not a soul. Not your spouse. Not your children. No one. You and God and the person who hands you the check. They are who knows. <laughs> and the first thing you do is you go out and you get your three A's. An accountant, an attorney, and a financial advisor. I'm like 10 years old in the back of the car and my mom's telling me, remember the three A's, Samantha. That's not what my mom sounded like, but you get the point. <sighs> so, as you may have guessed from that little anecdote, the third A is a financial advisor. Again, you might be like, why the fuck are we talking about this? I am not at that point in my life. Maybe you're not. But maybe you are and haven't realized it. Are you investing money in any way, shape, or form? And if not, why not? Every statistic ever supports that it's not necessarily about how much money you invest, like the dollars. Time wins every single time. Always. It just is what it is. Even if you invest a significantly larger amount later in life, if you had started small but started young, you end up with more money every single time. Don't ask me about the math. I'm not a financial advisor. I am not an accountant. I just know that that is the general advice. Start young. Start today. If you haven't invested in anything, start today. But that's that's where I'm getting at is if you, regardless of if you've started or not, guidance is so valuable. So valuable. They will be able to help you make your money work for you in ways that you could probably figure out for yourself. But how much time and energy would that take and how much confidence would you have that you really know your shit because I'm not saying that's that's not an option but for me personally I would much rather again trust an expert to do it right from the beginning and help me save for my future and for my family and for my children's children that's that's what we're trying to get out of this and while a lot of these roles have overlaps with each other they cannot be replaced by one another they are very much serve an individual very important role so yes there is some overlap and they will know some of the same things but they cannot serve you in the same way so just to be clear and a financial advisor just like the other two becomes extremely important if you are in a special circumstance. If you inherit money, if you have a bunch of money saved, if you have a business that has 
that's flush and you need to put that cash somewhere other than a savings account that's going to earn you 0.0000000001%, then you need a financial advisor. And with all three, honestly, all four of these pillars that we're going to talk about, the key to successfully finding someone that meshes well with you and meets all of your individual needs is being patient and being willing to meet with multiple people, okay? You're car shopping, baby. You're going to go to every dealership, drive seven different types of vehicles, and make sure that the one you pick is the one you love, the one that feels the best and offers you all the things that you need to suit your life circumstances. So don't feel like, okay, I I have this appointment set up with this financial advisor. I'm going to have to like sign up with him at the end of it. And like, I really hope I like him because he's going to be in charge of my money going forward. No, that's, that's not it. That's not the vibe. Not how we should be operating. Okay. Have some patience. Have some confidence. This is a very much a two-way conversation. They are not interviewing you. Like, hi, do you have enough things for me to find you important enough to serve? Absolutely not. It's let me hear what you offer. Let me tell you what I need. And let's figure out if we're a good fit. And then simmer on it. You do not have to make any decisions right away about anything. Never feel like there's a rush because there is not. And there's a billion more people out there who can help you if for some reason this person just isn't quite what you're looking for. You're going to find them. You're going to find them. You just have to be willing to. All right. Fourth and final pillar of protection. A therapist. The wor- I'm a firm believer the world would be such a better place if every single person had a therapist. I can't even imagine a world like that. Like, it's just rainbows and butterflies and everybody's fucking cool to each other and not throwing around their damage and just, like, spewing it onto other people recklessly. Oh, I would like to um, sign up for that reality, please. If somebody could just let me know where the list is um, and put my name on it, that would be phenomenal. In all seriousness, I am so grateful that the stigma around mental health therapy, depression, all these things that so many people deal with every single day, that they're becoming more and more normalized with each passing day. And that's phenomenal. The part that I, the part of the conversation that I want to reiterate is a therapist is not just for when times are hard. That's absolutely, no, incorrect. I find that a therapist is just as important when you're on cloud nine as it is when you're in the fucking thick of it. The same rule applies. Be patient. Meet with multiple. Ask around. Ask people that you think would be safe to have that conversation with if they have a therapist that they would recommend. Or an office. Maybe it's not an individual. Um, my only caution would be intentionally decide who you are willing to have that conversation with and if they will likely be a safe place for that conversation. Your aunt who thinks mental health is a load of fucking bullshit, that's probably not the person you're going to want to say, hey, I'm 
thinking about getting a therapist. Do you know anyone you'd recommend? Maybe don't start there. (laughs) And if you don't have somebody in your life that you feel comfortable talking to about that, again, Google is your best friend. Best friend. There is no dollar that gets me a return like a therapist. I just, I would invest in my own success all day long. And that's what therapy is. It's investing in yourself. It's To me, it's like the ultimate form of self-care. Because you can see your therapist and know that the person on the other end of the conversation has no agenda. None whatsoever. They couldn't give a fuck less about what decisions you make in your life or, or which route you take. They just care that it's the right route for you. And even though all of our loved ones mean so well and and maybe you have, you know, maybe you're blessed enough to have multiple people in your life that you can talk to about things and that will listen and have patience and grace and, and just shower you in the love that you need, they are not an unbiased party. They may not be biased in a negative way, but they might be biased in, in a positive way. And really, I just think the best responses we can get come from a completely neutral party and that's a therapist and to that point they are experts they are experts in their field we don't change our own oil or at least you know most of us we don't do our own flipping nails unless you're that crazy bitch like whipping out tips and super glue at home like you're actually on another level okay you're a superhuman if you're doing that So why do we think that we can manage our mental health by ourselves? It doesn't make sense. If you get a gash in your leg or you're like, hey, go get the stitch stuff. Like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. Also, did you love that stitch stuff? I really, I love that that just came out of my mouth. Again, find someone that suits your needs best. Do you need somebody who specializes in something? Do you need more of a general practitioner What are you looking for? What would meet your needs? And if you aren't sure, pick somebody general and ask them. Ask them what they would recommend because they're going to have resources. They're going to have other people in the therapy community that they can recommend to you if they're not the right person for you based on what you've shared with them. If you can protect yourself on all fronts, accounting, tax shelter, and correct filings, attorney, financial advisor, and a therapist? Oh, bitch. The world better watch out because this girl has her shit together, okay? Ain't nobody throwing her off her game because she got the faux pillows of success. And that's not what I was calling them earlier. So, (laughs) four pillars of protection. There it is. Just food for thought as always. These are all resources that if I was sitting in a coffee shop talking to my best friend, this is the stuff I would tell her. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts, feedback, you want to talk about something that was mentioned today, DM me. We will chat our little hearts out. I will see you in the next one. Bye.